Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. That one's out to left center field. Harris is on the run. Did he do it? Yes! He did! Two run opposite field home. It's his first home run here in September, and the Phillies have stunningly tied this game at eight. Tom McCarthy on the call. Bryce Harper going deep to allow for the call. That is your home run call of the day. Bryce Harper going deep for the Philadelphia Phillies, who split their doubleheader with the Braves. Is this a preview of a great, great postseason matchup? Perhaps... Perhaps the juggernaut that is the Braves, they might be a little, little worried about the Phillies. The Phillies, man, how can you bet against them? We don't bet against them. FanDuel, thank you for allowing us to do those things, to not bet against the Phillies. Thank you for powering this podcast, this movement. Thank you, FanDuel, for all that you do. Also, at BB isn't boring, at BB isn't boring, Twitter, Instagram, the whole works. Producer Evan doing an outstanding job. Yesterday, we had four podcasts in different forms. Four. Steve Wynn, Lenny DiNardo, Baseball Project, Music and Baseball come together. Oh, my goodness, it was so good. Then we had the Power Ranking, power ranking Podcast with Skiff and Producer Evan. Oh, let me tell you. Braves, Orioles, Orioles, Braves. Who you got? Then we had an exclusive with James Paxton, Red Sox pitcher, who has been shut down for the year. So why? What happened? Well, you can only hear it on Baseballs and Boring. That was a BIB on the go, James Paxton. And then we gave you a little extra just to top everything off. Aaron Boone's meeting with the media yesterday felt it was apropos considering, you know, 9-11, very powerful stuff. Also, the update on Jason Dominguez. All right, well, speaking of the Yankees, 
This is a fun interview. This is a fun podcast. Sean Casey. Sean Casey got a call to be Yankees manager. I'm sorry, not Yankees manager. Got a call to be Yankees hitting coach out of nowhere. And sure enough, that's exactly what he became for the last couple months. The Yankees hitting coach. Now, the Yankees numbers and their record isn't aren't exactly what you would want, I guess. But still, you can point to specific guys on this team, veterans who have taken a turn for the better since Sean has gotten there. And so we just wanted to talk to Sean and get his perspective of what it is like to live the life of a podcaster slash MLB network host and then all of a sudden be dropped into a major league club bus as a hitting coach in this day and age. In this day and age of analytics and everything else, it is a whole different ball game. So we sit down with Sean Casey to get her his unique perspective of that. Also, Kevin Euclid, you may know him as former Major League Baseball player and also the hitting coach for Team Israel in the WBC. He swings by to give his perspective of Sean with Sean sitting right there. And to top things off, you are going to want to listen to the comp that Sean Casey gives Jason Dominguez. Holy mackerel. I know Yankee fans are feeling low after hearing this one. You're going to feel a little bit better. All right, here you go. Here's Sean Casey. All right. Maybe the best hitting coach I've ever seen in my life. Honestly, like, so so let's this, this cut to the chase, all right? You just were telling me sort of like how this came about. And I know you probably told the story before, but yeah, you, you haven't told it since, <laughs> since you were on this podcast at the winter meetings. Sean Casey, tell me how you became a hitting coach for the New York Yankees. Well, Bradford, first off, good to see you, brother. Oh, yeah. You know, I was just in the Cape. I was just, I just saw you at Fenway when they did that showcase here with the, for the kids that were just starting out in the Cape. I think it was in June. Then I came back to see him at, see him in, um, in Orleans. And when I was coming back during that time, I was right at the All Star break, and you know, I got a call from Booney around that time and and uh you know saying they they were might be looking to make a change in the in the second half would i have any interest in coming to being the hitting coach and i thought you know that sounds incredible oh first of all the the yankees yeah yeah. he goes with the yankees yeah yeah (laughs) it's a little different it's a little different you know what i mean hang on a second all right come on come on you 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 want to get in this hey it's got to be the worst interview i've ever heard next the next hitting coach right here for the boston red Sox. well he is no he is the hitting coach for team israeli oh you are are? okay yeah how'd you guys do yeah we got no hits (laughs) it wasn't an official game so it wasn't a no hitter oh my gosh wow the two best hitting coaches i know right here other than dave other than dave magan the best best looking best looking yeah yeah so before before you let us finish this podcast, <laughs> oh, is this a podcast? Yeah, oh, yeah. Is this an interview? No, no. Yeah. Oh, so, this is a podcast. Yeah. So so what is yes? So what? Thank you. Um, what it, Kevin Euclid, hitting coach for Team Israel? What advice would you give hitting coach Sean Casey for the New York Yankees? A lot of praying. <laughs> a lot of praying. <laughs> Just pray. You get. Are we going to get one tonight? The last time I said it, you did it. Ha! There goes Booney. Yeah, we got all the guys. I, mean, we all the guys. No, yeah. I don't have enough My, my, my best hey. advice for him is just do what he knows best. You know, this guy was a stud hitter, knows how that relationship build. Tell and me. that's the big, his biggest traits are relationship building, confidence, gaining confidence in players, and getting like guys to believe in himself. That's it. I mean, at the end of the day, 
there's only so much you can do as a hitting guy. You, you, you provide all the information. It's information overload already. So it's about dissecting it, understanding the players. And he's good about being a people person. And being a people person understanding, I can give this guy a little bit. I can give this guy a lot more. Or, you know, vice versa or in between. And that's what he's going to be great you know, at. No, he's the second guy from the 2008 team that said almost that exact thing. Did, did, well, I didn't tell you that Uke's my agent, so oh, we're looking yeah, for a uh, <laughs> Jewish guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The, the other one, Jed Lowry. I saw him at the All-Star. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. Jed Lowry. He, right, he's right, really right. smart, too. Yeah, Jed is very yeah, smart. Yeah, Jed's yeah, right. Stanford. Oh, I went yeah, to UC. He, he, he's <laughs> smart, though, too. He plays it off like he's not. He's yeah, very yeah. smart. Yeah. Rather yeah. stirs a drink in the 2008. I'm going to let this interview go. I want to see it. I want to see it. All right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so only only you, Bradford, could have no interview planned, and then you got uh, Blues, I mean, you got Booty. I mean, you got come on, Blue. let's get him over here. Like I said, I'm not gonna. Do- I had the other day, Sean. Uh, I was doing Ortiz in the in the uh, in the dugout, and Mookie comes over. Oh, you see that? Yeah, and I'm like I'm like whipping the microphone around. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so so my question is, when when Booty calls. Do you have his number locked Yeah. In? Oh, yeah, dude. He's, Booty's a great friend. I've played six years with him in That's Cincinnati. That's right. Okay. I just want to make so, sure because it wasn't like... One of my best friends in the game. That was a big part of it, too. You know, you know, just being able to be next to him, uh, be with the Yankees. I mean, I, I, uh, the bottom line is any any person that's ever played Major League Baseball or been a part of this game wants to wear the pinstripes at some point. I mean, there's there's just... That's the truth. And, you know, for me, having an opportunity to do that it was, it was a big part of this, too. How long did it take you... So you're driving... Yeah, I was at the airport. I was at the oh, airport coming back. Man, yeah. What a flight yeah. that must have been! Like, so were you like, yeah. were you like, spin, were you with your head spinning a little bit? Oh yeah, are you kidding me? Yeah. It was out of the yeah. blue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was totally out of the blue. I was just, you know, ordering, uh, ordering some food. I think it was at Starbucks. I was like, yeah, give me the uh, mocha tonic, or give me, give me a mocha, whatever those things, cappuccino. You know, what's extra so side? By the way, almond uh, milk. Uh, by the way, barista, <laughs> do you think I should become hitting coach for the Yeah, game? I was like, wow. Yeah, uh, yeah and I just, I, you know, I had, I had to obviously talk to a few people, and, and but. Uh, what an opportunity, you know, especially if this was, you know, very unique. It was, you know, uh, you know, for the second half, you know, run and, and uh, you know, just I'm very grateful to be here, really. What is the thing that you did not, like, you think you know what a hitting coach does? Yeah. But listen, I mean, like, also all this information. Is yeah. Like, yeah. So what are, what are some of the things that you were not expecting when you got dropped in the seat? Well, I mean, I think there's... Uh, I think I think you know a lot of times I'm here. You're here a lot earlier than the players. Yeah. I'm like as a coach, you know, the, you don't get paid. The as bus much. is at noon. Yeah, yeah. You get, yeah. I remember making millions, thinking, man, this is a grind. You get here as a coach, you're like, wow. You know, I mean, it's like, it's 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 different that way because your prep work is more before the game. Mm-hmm. You know, as a hitter, you get here, your prep work is four o'clock, BP, getting your cage work in, getting in early. You know, these guys are here a lot earlier than we were too, <laughs> Rob. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're 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 here at one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're getting early. Cage working and stuff so you know I think the biggest thing is that you know there's a lot of different information now there's a lot of you know there, there, I have you know two different two assistants Brad Wilkerson Casey Dykes mm-hmm. and some other people too so there's there's a lot more resources now mm-hmm. than there was when I played so I think it's just kind of getting used to that and and uh, you know kind of leaning into to, uh, to delegate I would almost imagine also that you know, like you said, I mean, you got a great personality. You like, you just like, right. you, you talk yeah. to people, right? <laughs> but, you know, in, was there any like, do I have to act this way? Do I have to act that way? Yeah, I think so. Initially, yeah. you know, listen, at the end of the day, this is, a, you know, in Major League Baseball, 
understanding how long of a season it is, you got to have relationships with guys, especially hitters. You know, you have to have, you have to, these guys have to know that you know what you're talking about, that know that you have their back, know that, and get to know these guys, get to know what makes them good. What are they doing when they're doing well? What are they doing when they're struggling? And, uh, you know, just have the confidence to uh, be able to de- develop. When did, it, when did you feel comfortable? It was, a, you know, I, you know what? I think initially I felt like I was comfortable right away just because, you know, me, Rob, I feel like I could <laughs> yeah. talk to anybody and have a good relationship with people. But I think it took me a couple of weeks to kind of like settle in, really, you know, feel comfortable with all the guys, feel comfortable in what my routine was. I didn't know what my routine would be as far as watching film, going over some film with, uh, you know, Brett Wemper uh, and a couple other different guys um, and to try to figure out, you know, what my routine was coming in. So it did take me a couple of weeks. You know, I, I thought initially, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, got right into this but now that I've been in for a couple months like man those first two weeks I think my head was like exorcist when I when I this is a great uh, correlation but or analogy when I was coaching high school basketball the first thing that struck like holy crap I gotta worry about five guys instead of one right (laughs) right right right, I mean and so this I would imagine is the same sort of thing I like like if if a guy goes 0 for 4 like you have to wear that just like the guy who went 4 for 4 I think what's incredible is when you're when you're by yourself you know when you're a player you know you're obviously you're with the team, and but you're but you stand alone in the box. I mean, you have to be able to have your process right. You have to be able to hunt the fastball and look for off-speed stuff up, and and do it day in and day out, pitch after pitch after pitch. And you you wear the O for four, the O for eight, O for the series, or whatever. And you also feel good when you're three for four. I think with with these guys you feel it all because you know how hard they work you know you know the time they put in you know the, how good of a guys they are and when they don't do well you feel it from 13, 14 guys as opposed to just yourself that must have been tough to adjust yeah man. no it does because the, you're a caring guy and the emotions yeah. you know your, your emotions you're, you're, you're thinking about things all the time what could you do to help them out all that stuff and so so you know it's, it's definitely uh, it's different as a coach because you do care and you want these guys to do well every night what are some of the, like the like you have you've obviously have some Really good hitters. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, really good hitters. You know, some of the best hitters in the world. <laughs> right. All right, so like this take Aaron Judge. Okay, yeah. Aaron Judge. You know, you and I are sitting in the in the hotel lobby at six AM at the winter <laughs> meetings. We're talking about Aaron Judge. Yeah. You probably have a whole new perspective of Aaron Judge now. So what is what is different about your perspective of Aaron Judge? You know what's incredible about Aaron Judge is how good of a person he is. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when the, the greatest thing for the Yankees, you can understand that why they why they gave this guy what he gave him. When your best player is also your best person. Even, and you understand that even more. Even more now. You know, I didn't yeah. know Judgy before I took the job. I just knew him as an analyst, you know, as a player, one of the best players in the game. But when you're with the guy every day and you get to spend time with him, you realize the best player in that club, the best person in the clubhouse is a real leader and a really good guy. He's also your best player, one of the best players in the world. Mm-hmm. That's that's a really good news for the Yankees and the whole lineup. And so when you're going through it, the other part about it is wins and losses. Yeah, sure. Right? Sure. I mean, you, you, you've been around teams that won and lost and yep. also, but it goes back to like the responsibility that you have. Yeah. You were dropped in and like, yeah. hey, you know what, let's win. And then, you know, yeah. it goes the other way. Sure. I mean, you, I guess the question is, do you sleep? Did you sleep? <laughs> do you sleep? Did you sleep? Was it harder to sleep? In that, in the last month, than yes. it was at any time in yes. your career. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? No, I've had some times in my right. sleepless nights right. in my right. career too. I know one time when you <laughs> took the flight to Tokyo. <laughs> yes, that was, that was not a good one. Yeah, when my neck was in spasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I think I've definitely had some sleepless nights, but also, you know, like I said, just to be back in this environment, to be back in the arena. You like it. Yeah, to be back in the arena with the guys, to be in the fight, you know, there's nothing like it in the world. So, like, to be you in the dugout. That. Yeah, you know, yeah, you, you, you don't know if you miss it, but when you get back in, you're like, wow, man, this, there's nothing like being in the, being in the, in the Did fight. Did you ever think, I mean, you're talking like, and, and I remember, and like, all the great, great podcasts, yeah. MLB Network, yeah. all of it. I mean, you're yeah. good at everything you do. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. Uh, you, you gave yeah. me a T-shirt once. Uh, right. You were excellent at that. Um, but like, did you ever think? Do you think eventually you were going to get back into the dugout? Because also, and a lot of times, yeah. guys don't have that opportunity yeah. where they go to, to the majors. You know? No, no. You know what? I, I have thought about getting back in the dugout, and I have talked to Booney before about it. You know, for years, because like I said, he's one of my best friends, and I'm always like, hey, one of these days, well, one of these days came. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm just grateful. Like I said, I'm grateful that it's New York Yankees. I'm grateful that. Um, that I got an opportunity to do it with some of the best players in the world. It's just, it's been, it's been awesome. How, what was it, shaving? <laughs> I, this year, I know. I, well, I, I got down to the mustache, did and you? after that, about, I went superstitious. Were, were you going to go with mustache? Well, I, I did. Oh, you First did. six days, oh, mustache. Oh. And then I was like, I didn't feel too good about it. Then we went one and five, so I was like, I'm going to shave it. <laughs> so now I'm back to like. It feel good, man. My mom's been asking me for 25 years to shave the goatee, and she's like, you look great. Yeah. You look great without the facial hair. But, but here's the thing. You've kept you you've kept in shape. <laughs> yeah, right. If yeah, you don't I, have the facial no, hair, you, know, well, dude, you like, stay in you're, shape. You're hiding a lot of stuff under there. Yeah, right. uh, last question is, is I've got a specific person who, Jason Dominguez, because a yeah. lot of people talk about him, yeah. and people are sort of fascinated with him. Um, you know, he, obviously, you know, it was sad that your season's over, but you had him for a little bit. Yeah. Did, we, did you have any familiarity with him before he got there? No, I just heard, you know, obviously his nickname is The Martian. You know, he's out of this world. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, when he first came up in Houston, I was like, wow, this kid's going to be special. His bat speed, just the way he swung the bat. And i tell you what, the comp that I have with him is, is a young Manny Ramirez. Really? The same kind of like, you know, sometimes you think Manny's like, hey, what's he thinking, you know? Jay, um, Jason Dominguez keeps it very simple. He <clears throat> does not fool a lot at the plate. He's he's up there hunting that fastball, and but he can hit the breaking ball. He can hit the slider, uh, and he's you know, obviously a switch hitter too. But you know, it just felt like I, I knew Manny when he was you young. Felt, in Cleveland. It felt the same way. It felt the yeah, same. That's it was right. You so and Manny funny. I knew Cleveland Manny too. when he was a young kid, yeah. and then I had him in Boston here too. But yeah, like for one of the first things when I first met him was. Like, very soft-spoken kid, and I thought, wow, it reminds me of Manny Ramirez. Is that, so as a hitting coach, when you look at him, where it's like, okay, you know, you're breaking down everything. And I don't know if yeah. you look at video of yeah, it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, So you're like, okay, this is simple. Just like, sim- this not, this not jump in and say, nah, hey. Just simple. And he hits a home run. run. Yeah, yeah. That was all because yeah, of you. Four of them. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. Four homers in seven games. Yeah, the kid's just going to be a special talent. Big-time power, can run a lot. It's going to be a great center fielder. Um, you know, he'll be back. Well, the good thing about, you know, it's terrible that he had the UCL, but the good thing he's 20 years old. He's going to bounce back from it. He's not a pitcher, and, you know, he should be back hopefully at the hopefully at the latest at the All-Star break next year. I have to, just you doing comps, Anthony Volpe, I get a chance to talk to him in spring training. Yeah. And he, does he remind you of anything? I mean, just uh, a lot of great players that I played with. You know what I mean? A lot of guys. The whole, you know, like, the whole demeanor. Just a professional, everything. man. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. a professional, you know. Like, you know, I think like a Barry Larkin, the guy that was just a, 
loved the game of baseball, showed up every day, played it hard. Uh, you know, when I look at Volpe, I'm like, man, this kid loves baseball. All he thinks about, and he's a, he's an incredible one of the best shortstops in the in the game right now, hands down, no doubt about it. Watching him in, in every day, and just becoming a be- uh, going to be a great hitter yeah. too. The guy's just learning the game. He's 22, wants to learn, and uh, he's going to be. A, man, he's you're so leader. jacked up. He's gonna be a leader. I can't tell when you. Yeah. Uh, but I have been asking this question, Clyde. This is the last one. Yeah. I've been asking this question of a lot of players and people. What's the weirdest thing you ever signed? The weirdest thing I ever yeah, signed? Yeah, so it, I, so we've had to- – so the reason I, I started asking this, Sean, and, like, I'm like, everybody well, – almost everybody has, like, some weird I answer. Know, it's funny. Toasters. Toasters. Toasters, uh, prosthetic limbs. <laughs> oh I've gotten God. two socks. Uh, I think one of the coolest things I ever signed was – it, my last year in Boston, we were coming into Baltimore, and a guy had, uh, I'm sure he, it's somewhere, he had this big thing that he created, all Nick, only people with nicknames on it, really? baseball nicknames. Really? So, like, Hammer and Hank Aaron, you know, like, you know, Mr. Cub, you know, uh, and, and, and the Buke, the God of Walks, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I thought it was one of the, like, one of the coolest things I signed was this guy, it was just people that had nicknames. Yeah, on thank God you had yeah. a nickname. Yeah, yeah. I thought another one, Johnny Lester. I think back to when he he signed the golf when he had the no hitter and over here in 08 he signed a golf ball for everybody he, oh he did I thought that was cool yeah Wait, so oh, I have a John Lester golf oh, ball oh so he signed no 25 golf balls <laughs> yeah yeah I'm like, that's bizarre so weird John but I'll take it <laughs> alright man alright uh, thanks Rob in celebration of opening day we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. the theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people I gaze out at the players on the field and then I uh I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.